Just wanted to start today's episode of Solana Made Easy by informing all the listeners that we are going to be launching a separate podcast specifically on the Solana Made Easy show and all associated content around Solana Made Easy. Stay tuned for that page, that link, and all of that information. But on today's episode, we covered the Solana hack that was taking place associated to a variety of wallets and appears to be much deeper than just an exploited contract and looks like it might be a seed phrase level exploit. A lot of fear and uncertainty in the space last night, volume reflecting that. We then pivoted the conversation into yesterday's Rakuto's Mint and today's data showing the lack of a lockup period. Cardinal Labs stopped by, a development team that authorizes what's known as a freeze authority to provide an opportunity to actually allow these types of lockups that was not utilized by the Rakuto's team. The finale of today's show was around all this sweet, sweet Solana Alpha that we got. Trades we're making, movers from previous calls, what we're diving into, and where we think the market's going. As always, tune in live, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday to Thursday, at Easy Eats Bodega on Twitter. What is going on, Solana ecosystem? Welcome back for another episode of Solana Made Easy. Monday to Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern time with all that sweet Solana alpha. We got a ton to talk about today. There was a, uh, a fun, I guess you could call it, for some uh, night last night. Entertaining is far from the word I'd probably use for it. A lot, of, a lot of fear in the streets. Saw a lot of price action dropping as people tried to liquidate positions and move the Solana off chain. Hacks are never fun. I think uh, there was some good conversations today around it. A lot is coming to light. I'm hyped to have people like Scotty up here today with the development background. I hope he doesn't mind if I kind of direct some questions his way. But man, other than that, the, the market's been a little bit quiet. I think uh, still some fear, still some concern. We have seen some price action on a few of the mints yesterday that brought volume in, way off their highs. It's a little bit uh, a little bit nerve wracking to be honest. We saw almost 110k Solana volume yesterday. We're down to about 60 now over the last 24 hours. Usually not the best sign, but uh, a good sign is certainly everyone's still rocking with us today. So wanted to kind of dive into it right away. Benny, thanks for co-hosting. I think Running Man's asleep again. I'm gonna have to figure out what's going on with my guy's sleep schedule. P.O.'s dealing with some shit. I'm still here. I'm still rocking. I'm rocking with all you. I appreciate you all tuning in, but we got a lot to cover. Betty, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Easy? Um, I just wanted to mention that like, Solana hasn't really dropped at all. I thought it would, um, but I think it just shows like how strong the community is. I think it's been a good day on Twitter. People are rallying around, trying to figure out options, seeing a lot of uh, push towards Ledger, and maybe this is just a good growing pain that we had to experience. No, for sure. And I think there's been a lot of content made about it. Joma, popular YouTuber, created a video today that's uh, talking about how people are reacting to the Solana hack. And it, it was a little bit funny. I know that misery, though, isn't always funny. It was, uh, it's been a tough day. I think the Ledger conversation is one that a lot of people kind of overlook, to be honest. And this is really clear that even if you're not the biggest believer in cold storage, having multiple wallets, especially those that may be on separate browsers and only interact with like a, a transfer and not any signed transactions may be the best course of action. But I, I'm curious, and I, I feel for anybody up here who may have been affected by the hack, I personally lost about 11 soul on a mobile wallet that uh, I did not even remember I was kind of using at the time. So that's always fun. That's tough. Sucks. I know a lot of people who have uh, kind of taken a much larger hit. So thoughts with them, hoping for a bounce back on this. It's just never fun. The one thing, man, I am kind of mad about, and I'm going to voice it, Hearing that Soul's not uh, doesn't have great security, and hearing all the negativity from of our, uh, from some of our friends on the other blockchains, had a had a kind of sour taste in my mouth, especially with Nomad, a uh, an exchange I believe or a protocol getting hacked yesterday for about 140 mil, and another hack today for about 80 million. I get that we are considered a poorer chain, cheaper transactions, but man, we love it, and it's tough to get that fud on something that was much smaller in comparison and clearly our ecosystem reacted immediately you had projects like famous foxes offering free mass swaps tayo opening up their entire voice chat to talk through ways to resolve this it was it's a growing moment but i think it was also good to see the ecosystem rally so hard and just kind of have that feedback and that response like if anything that makes me more bullish on the ecosystem because of how quickly people were running to trying to figure out a way to help everybody involved Scotty, you got your hand up. I'm extremely excited to hear what you may have on this. I know you got that dev background. I wish I had. What's going on? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, 
it's a very shitty event that happened. I personally lost about 68 soul. Um, but you know, like I, I'm doing all right. Like personally, I, I feel much worse for everyone else who, you know, doesn't uh, kind of build the infrastructure and doesn't really have a way, you know, this was their savings or, or this is something I personally had, you know, friends who lost 40 K friends who lost, uh, you know, a, a ton. Um, I, I think personally, the reason why this got so much buzz and, and, you know, so many people talking about it um, was primarily, you know, compared to the nomad hack was for Solana, it was, it was a boogeyman, right? It was, nobody knew what was going on. Nobody knew who was safe, who wasn't safe. You know, there's so many conflicting reports that were going around. Um, and, and uh, I, I think the community did a, a phenomenal job of everyone, you know, who was capable really stepping up. You know, I, I, I was speaking with Anatoly, I was speaking with, um, you know, different developers, people trying to look at the app versions, you know, trying to share their stories. Uh, and I think it was just a, a, an incredible showing of like how strong the Solana community is truly uh, in terms of like supporting others and raising uh, others up. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, I, I think these events kind of have happened previously. I think there was someone mentioning uh, backups of um, cold wallet or, or like uh, Solana mobile, or, sorry, mobile wallet data. Uh, being stored in the past and, and kind of being a security risk for other chains um, in the past. So I, I, I don't think this is the first time it's ever happened, but obviously for Solana, um, it's kind of the first big uh, thing that's happened in terms of the supply chain. So, uh, And I think somebody actually mentioned in the comments here on the space that because this was more of a direct user attack, that was kind of a concern in itself compared to some of these protocols or custodial attacks. A lot, It was like that boogeyman aspect. We didn't know what was safe and what wasn't. And because of that, it led to a lot more fear. And I mean, I think we saw uh, some pretty big pullbacks. If you were comfortable in the space, and I hate to say it from a trader perspective, you could have found some steals on the market last night and just the definition of peak fear. And it all goes back to uh, that good old Warren Buffett saying where you want to buy the fear and sell greed. So it's uh, that's one thing that I think some people did act on. I saw a couple interesting buys yesterday from a few wallets in the space. And for me, that was I was terrified to do anything. Like I revoked access, realized that wasn't a good enough move, moved my funds to an exchange, converted those, moved other funds to a new browser. Like I tried to figure out everything and it I was just kind of firing from the hip, just hoping that something didn't go south. And man, sometimes that's not the best course of action. But uh, I'm I'm bouncing back. I'm here. Scotty, I feel for you. I feel for you, man. Losing that is just never fun, no matter the situation. And it's just like the mental aspect of it. Like you did not do anything wrong in that situation and yet you were negatively affected. And that goes for so many people in the space. Reading the Discord messages from people who just got completely destroyed. I do recommend reaching out and filling out the forums from uh, places like Slope and even Solana Labs released a form to just kind of figure out analyzing this, what the wallets were, trying to find a solution. And I'm not sure what that solution is going to be, if one even exists. But figuring out where this went wrong is the first way to prevent it from ever happening again. I wanted to pass it over to Benny, and then we'll pass it down to Boishi. Benny, what's going on? Yeah, I got two questions for you. First, what were the kind of NFT steals that you were seeing? Like, who was flooring them? Like, what, what were they? And then when did you remember about that slope wallet? Because I'm sure you have, like, a ton of wallets based on, like, how much you trade. But I was curious, like, when did you remember about that wallet? Yeah, so that wallet, it was just on my, like, I looked at my Phantom Mobile wallet, which my dumbass has connected to a hot trading wallet on a desktop, and now I'm thinking about what a bad decision that was, seeing this risk. That slope wallet was created and was by itself, so I was using it for, like, a challenge, and it only received soul, and uh, I forgot that I even had soul in it because the challenge just kind of fell off the rails. I think other things kind of popped up, and I was just looking through my phone apps because I knew I had another wallet, and when I went into that one, it was completely zeroed out with uh, transactions from like an hour before I noticed that I, I was positive I never made because that soul went to one of the wallets that was confirmed as those four wallets. I did fill out all the respective forms and like shared that wherever I could with people who might help. But it seems like it keeps circling back to the fact that it was a slope wallet on mobile. And for me, that was the first time I had created that and used it there. I wanted to pass it down to Scotty first, just from the technical side of things. I'm hoping he's got a little bit of clarity there. And then I'll pass it yeah. up to Frisk and Moish. Yeah, so personally, for my wallet that was drained, and the reason why, so I, I, I was initially, you know, nobody knew what was going on, revoked all trusted apps and all of that. Um, and I think, you know, a couple of hours in uh, trying to figure out what had happened, because it, it was not the only wallet, you know, it, it was it was one of my hot wallets. Um, I, I've got another wallet that's uh, got pretty much a similar amount. Um, 
that I use for development stuff. I need a Solana on, you know, that balance on there to, to fire off transactions and deploy programs. Um, and that one didn't get hit. And so it was super confusing as to why one wallet that was in my phantom got drained completely and the others weren't touched. Um, and so I was kind of trying to, to figure that out um, and, uh, you know, looking at uh, different applications that I had um, and slope for me, wasn't it, it, you know, I had installed it, I think back in December, I, I well, I know the exact date is December 10th. Um, Cause I, I looked at messages back then, but um, I hadn't used it uh, for at least six plus months. And so, you know, on an iPhone, when you've got an app that you don't use, it's uh, you know, the icon's still there, but you got to redownload it. Uh, and it saves some of that data in there um, to kind of revert back to the original state when you redownload the app. Um, and so, you know, I, I, tried to log in. I forgot my password a couple of times uh, and then finally logged in and saw that, that the wallet that got drained was the only wallet that was in there. And it was actually a wallet that I had vanity generated uh, from the Solana Keygen CLI. So it was a paper wallet that had no connected seed phrases. You know, you only get a, a key pair um, array data file that you can paste in um, to import the wallet. And so that that was what really kind of confused me uh, and, and made me believe that it was uh, slope mobile related. Um, maybe it being, you know, the only uh, common uh, point um, or being a, you know, one of the common trends. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I reached out to Anatoly and kind of mentioned what had happened and mentioned that it was, um, you know, it, it was a, a basically an isolated wallet. Uh, and I think that it was coming from the slope mobile um, thing. And, 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 you know, in the Tio VC, uh, people were kind of talking about how they had connected to slope um, or had an exported seed phrase from slope or imported into slope. And those were the ones that got hit. Um, had some people saying that, no, they never touched slope. But then, uh, you know, I, I kind of quite, you asked a bunch of questions and, and asked to see the wallet history and, and the timelines kind of lined up and they were like, you know, actually, maybe I did generate this from slope. And so it was just kind of that process of investigating and, and determining and figuring it out. Um, and I think the Solana status uh, survey helped a lot as well to identify that, uh, you know, the real common denominator here was the slope mobile wallet. Um, and then it was just up to, um, you know, app developers and, and people who were more familiar with, um, you know, security uh, to try and figure out exactly what went wrong, identifying the different versions um, of uh, Slope Mobile that, that maybe had them exposed. Um, and then there's been a recent uh, tweet um, where there's, uh, you know, a, a block of um, code of era payload, basically, that it sends out that shows that the seed phrase is exposed and was stored, uh, you know, transferred unencrypted to Solana or to Slope Mobile um, servers uh, pretty recently. I'm going to see if I can find that that tweet. But so it seems like that is pretty much the the, the one thing. Um, and, and I guess we've got to see until, uh, you know, we get more of an official statement from uh, kind of the, the people in the background that are trying to figure this out. Yeah, and I think we're—I think everyone's kind of waiting on that statement, waiting to hear what exactly went down here. What is the best course of action moving forward? I think it's also why we are seeing a volume dip. People still a little bit hesitant to deploy capital overall. It's tough, man, and just like the uncertainty behind it, and the fact that it looks like it might have been a wallet compromise is terrifying. Because who knows what else that could be exposed to? And I'm, I'm just hoping that there's some way that this is easily patchable or resolvable, and kind of brings that confidence back to the space. Frisk, I don't know if you still had something there. I know that your hand went down, but Moish, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, Easy? I uh, I I lost some money, and it's very interesting because I was trying to figure this out. Um, Scotty, you you mentioned that you had a similar experience where in the same wallet, some in the same Phantom account, some wallets were drained and some weren't. Very strange how that works. Um, so I had a, f I had a, a phantom wallet on two different browsers and they both had some missing from it. I lost a total of around 10 soul. Some wallets were touched and some weren't. And it's the indiscrepancies there were very confusing to me. Yeah. So, I mean, until we have that certainty, I'm still waiting on a lot of comments and kind of the, the proper response, I guess you could call it from uh, certain people, certain places. I really want to hear it from somebody like a slope or a Solana labs where it seems like there's that, that deeper understanding of it all and so that we actually have a, an answer instead of the speculation. So I think we're all kind of waiting on that. Frisk, what's going on, though? Pass it over to Bryce. 
Hey, so I don't have anything like valuable to add. Um, I will say like, I, to anyone feeling uh, like they uh, like down right now, I, I, I empathize with you. I do have a question though. I, if any of the speakers can maybe help me out here, I'd love to um, maybe get a better understanding because I don't know if this is something that other people have wondered as well. So um, I own a ledger, much like most people do and most people should. Um, but I was planning on getting a second one because um, I usually keep one, like I, I do interactions on the ledger um with maybe with like trusted sites specifically but i know that it's maybe a better idea to have one specifically that's cold and one specifically that's hot um but i've also been told that you don't need multiple ledgers for that you can create multiple wallets within one ledger i'm not sure about this i don't know if anyone has any clarity that maybe they can maybe answer my question on maybe it'll help someone else but yeah Man, I don't have a, a direct response to that. I, I do think that's kind of the best course of action. I saw Scotty come off of mute there. I'm curious what he has on that. So what what was your exact question with that? Just so I can. So obviously when you're interacting with stuff on your ledger, um, it, it exposes the private key as well um, as you use it. So I was wondering if the best course of action is to get a second ledger for one that's completely cold that you can send and receive on specifically and then you have another ledger simply for interactions but i've also been told that you can create multiple wallets from one ledger i don't know i obviously this is i don't know if there's any like right answer to this but i wasn't sure if maybe um someone might have some idea yeah gotcha so i i i think um at the current point it's it's very very difficult to get uh actually the, the seed phrase from that ledger generally just best practices right is to ensure that uh, you've got a cold wallet that never touches anything else um, and that you would keep it on a separate device as well for, for a kind of 100% security. Um, the, the flow that I generally uh, use is, is having a ledger as a cold wallet. And then I've got a paper wallet as the uh, like kind of a lukewarm wallet that interacts and, and holds more. Uh, that's something that I can use for staking or something I could use for, you know, other kind of transfers um, that's not interacting with sites daily. Um, and then I've got my hot wallets that, that are interacting with sites daily um, and, and going through that. But, you know, as I mentioned, that that lukewarm wallet was the one that got drained. And it was just, uh, you know, kind of as a result of me importing it back um, before my ledger was in there uh, and, and, and believing kind of the iOS um, would be a little more secure than Phantom. Um, and then just, you know, failing to remove it um, from that point on, you know, because I... I basically forgot my password but yeah so having a, a kind of a three-stage setup where you you've got the cold wallet that doesn't touch anything else ever um it just touches your lukewarm wallet and then your lukewarm wallet kind of can interact a little bit more but is is more secure um and then your hot wallet is is the one that um is kind of the really dangerous and should have the least amount of assets on it as possible got it and the lukewarm wallet should obviously also run off of a hardware wallet as well just that one's meant for interacting uh if you can um, generally, uh, a, a paper wallet is, uh, you know, as, as generating as a uh, individual one with that's not a deterministic seed phrase will protect the other wallets from it. Um, the the, the kind of issue is the ease of use and um, like lack of ledger support, um, as, as well as other things. If you can, a ledger wallet would be best as that secondary lukewarm wallet. Um, but yeah. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Man, I think this is helpful for a lot of people who are maybe new, maybe just still only using browser extensions, Chrome extensions. So this conversation, it's one of the ones that like I'm grateful to have. and just grateful to have people in the space who are willing to share this because this is how you kind of continue to secure those assets from people who understand the space a little bit deeper than even myself and many people who trade it every day. Bryce, what's going on? Then we'll hit Moish and uh, then pass over to Spencer. Yeah, I actually had a question for Moish. Uh, I was wondering... Um, if the wallet of his that got drained was the primary wallet, like are these people populating wallets and then adding all of the sub wallets and going through all of those, or are they just populating the primary one um, and, and draining from there? If anybody has any clarity on that, because, you know, I have phantom wallets with uh, 40 different sub wallets. So trying to figure out uh, the extent to which they're, they're populating all of these or not would be some awesome clarity. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's actually exactly what I want to talk about. So I, I have a ledger. Um, so we'll an answer this one first, and I wanted to also um, respond to the other guy's question about the ledger. So I have um, money in a phantom wallet. That's the primary. And then there's also like the burner wallets. Um, anytime they mint something, I have them labeled. And it wasn't the main wallet, the primary one, but the sub ones that got hit. 
which was very confusing. And I, I'm in a group chat with some friends of mine, you know, all doing Solana and some of them who got hit as well. Um, it was all inconclusive, like whether it was the primary or a sub one, I have a wallet that I had, uh, about 20 souls sitting in that when nothing was touched from it. And that was the primary, um, in there. And a sub one got, got hit for like five soul, which is very, very weird. The inconsistencies of it. So everything that's on Ledger I, I was all safe, but every anything on on Phantom Wallet is kind of just uh, at this point seems to just be um, hit or miss. I haven't found anything from speaking to people that that's led to any uh, direct reason why this one or that one was hit. Well, uh, the, the only Phantom Wallets I've heard about that that have had issues have been ones that have been populated from slope seed phrases. If that's correct scotty do you have any details on that yeah so so from my experience and, and from what i understand uh right it's not completely confirmed that it is slope only um as i said there were people who believed that they you know who, who very um who continued to say that no they didn't touch slope they never used slope they didn't and and kind of as i continued asking questions and and and, and investigating into it they said you know actually maybe it's possible that uh, you know, they, they, they downloaded it once and imported it in to try it out. Maybe they thought it would be faster for minting or things like that, and then kind of forgot about it. But my understanding is any um, seed phrases that were exported from Slope um, are at risk. Uh, so any, any wallets that were generated from that seed phrase um, could be at risk. Um, and then uh, any wallets that were imported into um, uh, Slope. So either the seed phrase or, in my case, just the private key. Um, that were imported into Slope could have been at risk. And I think that's why we saw the the attacks were really limited to, you know, these 8,000 wallets, which I think aligned with either the timeline of, of when they were imported or, uh, you know, when, when people were using Slope Mobile. Um, and I still need to run uh, a, a, a create a script to determine kind of the, the average age and the oldest transaction for these wallets to see if there's any kind of link with that um, in terms of the date. But... Um, so, so basically, you know, any seed phrase out of uh, Slope Mobile and any seed phrase into Slope Mobile or private key is uh, potentially at risk. That doesn't mean that there is no possible risk elsewhere, um, but that's from the understanding that we have uh, that, that I've seen. Uh, that, that's kind of the, the common denominator here. So I don't think it was direct. I don't think uh, all of mine that were hit were from Slope, but definitely one of them was. And then I guess that somehow infected the other one. I'm not sure how yeah, that works. It could just be passing through the wallet, compromising it. There's a lot of things that are still uncertain, and I do think we're waiting on some of those formal answers to figure out what this is. I do want to kind of move on a little bit here from some of this instead of uh, continuing to dive into specific cases. I think it's just damn crazy that this wallet compromise hack, et cetera, it does look like it's seed phrase level. That's terrifying in itself, especially with like the constant you don't ever share that. And it looks like those may have been public from certain areas. Spencer, what's going on? First time up here. Love talking to you on the morning show. How are you? Yo, easy. You know, I mostly just came to make fun of people on other chains. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, I just wanted to share some, some because I heard you guys talking about like best practices with Ledger. And so I, I wanted to just share a quick thought here, which is one thing you'll see on like Ledger's website um, is that they have like a bundle where you get two. And the reason for that is not to have a, like a cold storage in a hot wallet. Because um, as people point out, you can have multiple wallet addresses contained within one Ledger device. But like the best thing to do is have two ledgers and you can, when you set one of them up, can actually import the entirety of one of the ledgers into the other ledger. So you just have like two essentially physical hardware devices that have all of your wallets in case you spill your coffee on one of them or something, right? Like that's one of those things you, you need to, we want to back up. But I think it's important here to realize like why people are so big on like things like Ledger. And it's because whenever you're creating a wallet on the internet, it is exposed either via your browser or literally as this exploit was exposed um, on someone's server somewhere, right? And so the whole point of having a hardware wallet is that you are able to have something where you can have a private key displayed to you before there's any internet connectivity of the device on which it's displayed. Like that's the entire point of having a ledger is to have that happen. And then like, this is where Something else I, I just want to share as like a best practice is um, if you're if you're 
trading like meaningful amounts of money in in NFTs and crypto, like I think it's really good practice also to have a and this might sound a little bit crazy, but I, I really don't think it is to have a fresh computer where the only thing you have downloaded on it is the bare minimum to trade your crypto and there's nothing else and be very like conservative about what um, like internet you connect that uh, computer to. And so, for example, you know, this is I know a lot of people who won't keep any of their crypto while it's logged in on their phones, because let's say you're walking through the airport, like the amount of times that, or you're logging into like hotel Wi-Fi, like the amount of times that you get exposed um, is pretty substantial. And, and I just wanted to hop up and share some of those best practices and, and also, um, you know, sad to hear about this. But I think this is something that to me feels like an early days of ETH thing where like you talk to like the old ETH maxis and they're like, oh, like I remember when like browser extension wallets were way less secure. And like, that's kind of this moment for Solana. But the good news is that like what I've seen, it's made me bullish on Solana is just like you said, easy was like people coming out of this and saying, okay, like let's have open source wallets where we can peer review what's going on with all this stuff. Um, and like, let's move towards something where Maybe they, we don't stay, store everyone's seed phrase on like, you know, a, a server somewhere. Maybe we have a little bit more complicated cybersecurity like thought around it. And so the hope is that all this push it to be to be better. I think the main thing you said there, too, was like it did. It, it's clear, man. A lot of people are now wanting to help in this situation. Uh, so I don't know if it's advice, but like recommendations on the open source for public auditing are being talked about, which that's huge to me. And it's just like. It sounds weird, but it almost feels like this is a good learning moment. It sucks the money's lost, but it's clear that there's some a, a path forward. And I think that's what a lot of people want. We're still waiting on some final communications to figure out exactly what, we're, went, what went wrong. Uh, tongue twister. But other than that, man, it's, uh, it's, it's a nice thing to see. The community's trying to rally around it and figure out ways to get better with everything. And like you said, it feels a little bit like early days ETH. The one thing we don't have is a bunch of bored apes still clicking scam links eight and a half months later. But uh, I'm sure that'll happen here. Sure, uh, we'll get our own group of those same people. Scotty, what's going on? Yeah, I think just if, if, if we are going to move on, kind of the, the final closing and, and, and uh, coming from this um, is, is, you know, people kind of wondering what should we do to fix this? What can we do? Um, you know, if this is only isolated to the Slope Mobile, um, those wallets, uh, basically those wallets are gone. Don't ever use them again. Um, don't create new wallets uh, on Slope Mobile until the, the issue is confirmed to be fixed. And obviously, it's going to be very hard to kind of get that trust back anyways. Um, uh, but I, I think at this point, kind of there, there's not going to be, um, you know, unless there there is a, a separate kind of incident, there's not going to be new wallets that are affected by this uh, that are created um, if you isolate them from Slope Mobile. Um, so, yeah. No, and I think that's one good call out there. I do want to move on from the security conversation. Real quick, I want to hit a room reset, though. Thank you for tuning in to Solana Made Easy. We got 40 million minutes here talking about all that sweet Solana Alpha, what we're trading, what the market's still doing. We're still here. We're still rocking. We're not going anywhere. 5 p.m. Eastern time, Monday to Thursday. But let's dive into it. So we got a bunch of data today after the Recruitos Mint yesterday. There was, I don't know if you want to call it shady business practices, a lack of business practices, or just downright a mismanagement of what a lot of people believe the situation was. There was a lot of conversations with the Recruitos team, even multiple recorded AMAs that noted that there would be a lockup period on the NFTs ranging anywhere from three weeks to three years. I have seen that lower side vary a little bit, but this is not a good look. We love the blockchain because uh, things are not mutable. You can't change some of those things. Would have been a crazy idea if maybe they did a rollout where the NFTs were airdropped on set dates automatically so that this exact scenario could not occur. But I'm real curious. We got some speakers up here that I, I love their takes, love their opinions, and I could not be happier that Litecoin just raised their hand. Light, you had a great thread on it today, some great responses. How's the situation make you feel, man? Um, you know, honestly... Uh, with with Rakudos, I feel like I was so bullish on this project, right? Like I, I thought the art was dope, thought the idea was insane. I thought like, it just lined up, but kind of just like moving, like as I saw, like you know things moving forward and progressing, 
the biggest thing for me with recruiters was they they were just pretty much lying to people. They weren't being honest with their allocations. And I don't know, it just kind of turned into this thing where like, you know, worst case scenario, like, you know, influencers were getting tons and tons and tons of like allocations, dumping on people. And I just thought it kind of reminded me of like a Web2 company that, you know, came to Web3 to take advantage of us instead of like actually pushing the space forward or at least pushing the culture forward. Because, I mean, I get it, right? Like we're all here to make money. But like if you're just a Web2 company still with a Web2 mindset, then I mean, people will have a blockchain. We have transparency here. We can call BS, you know, like we get to see that kind of stuff. So that's just really my take. Nah, man, I, I think that's 100% hitting the nail on the head here. We have the ability to see this situation unfold. And because of that, that's like a, a big, big thing for me. Like I'm looking at this and trying to just figure out who it was, how it happened and why it happened when some of these things should have been put in place. And the benefit is we have that transparency. So, the man, just some of it too. And I know some of the conversations yesterday were talking about good traders from that. And that's like, it does put a sour taste in my mouth because it's, it's not difficult to be a good trader when you get a guaranteed mint on a heavily botted drop and sell at 6x because that's the only demand when people are anticipating 50% of the supply on the market. So yeah, I'm salty. I did buy at like nine and a half. I'm still stuck with five of these damn raccoons. So it is what it is. Uh, I'm really excited for the referral program. Still don't know how it works, but I'll probably be knocking on most of your doors. So be ready. Bryce, what's going on? Um. Yeah, that whole thing, I, I just find it funny because they were saying that there was a lot of VC money and it, it turns out uh, the VCs were actually just Twitter personalities um, and it doesn't appear that there's any actual VC firms that have uh, partaken in this whole mint. So uh, it would be awesome to see, you know, a wallet locked mints for those people that signed up for the pre-sale. Uh, and it's also pretty hilarious to watch people justify them selling at a quick four or five X um, just because they could when, you know, they had given their word and agreed to different lockup periods. So it's unfortunate to see not anything new, uh, but hopefully if somebody tries something like this again, they can learn from this example and do the right things to prevent the floor from dumping the way it did. Yeah, we saw a nasty hit on this. It, it's just crazy to me that this Web2 company does have some tie to NVIDIA, which that to me could have been a lot more bullish than it was. Like there was just ways this could have been managed a little bit better, I think. And I think that's why a lot of us have this negative emotion towards it because we are so used to seeing these kinds of things play out and none of them ever end well. Floor price is down to where it's at. We're still dealing a lot with like the names and the certain and same individuals pumping a lot of these projects, which sucks for new money. Because a lot of the time, that new money does not have a chance to get into the space. They buy yeah. it at these tops. Yeah, and Bryce, you're familiar with it. You've been around. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, let's let's be honest. Giving anybody 100 whitelists to your project, wh what the fuck do you think they're going to do? In, in all honesty, like, they're not going to just hold them. They're like, that's never a good idea to, to give 1% of your supply to any one person. It seems like they did that to multiple people. Um, like that in and of itself should be a huge red flag. I mean, bro, I'm not going to sit here and lie. If I got 100 whitelist spots, I would have been the first one out the door. Like, that's insane, especially oh, if you know, got them for a dollar over mint. <laughs> yeah, I'm not blaming anybody that got them. I'm blaming the, the, the company, the fact that they were given out in the first place is, you know, that's where the problem lies. Yeah, it just it felt so out of touch, but I want to hit a couple of these other hands here. Manny, what's going on? Hey, BZ, thanks for having me up. I think what we witnessed was a true free market economy and a trustless society, right? Like there's nobody regulating this. So this is exactly what I thought we were going to get. Um, the biggest thing is, is like, yeah, they're bad actors, but I mean, what we didn't have to mint too. That's the other thing that I want to like harp on is like, nobody told us to mint. Like we were all chasing gains and this is why some of us might've gotten wrecked, but I think the biggest thing here is, is like, dude, we just got to move on from these people. Like whatever they say, just don't listen. Right. Like I have those people now on mute after I saw all those threads. Yeah. I don't think you're alone on that either. I think a lot of people have uh, started to take an approach to it. Dude, for me though, it's like you say you don't have to buy. If you're new in this space and you see multiple pages that are getting a lot of interactions and a lot of the space responding to them, it's tough not to, you know what I mean? Like I, I've become more aware of this myself and like try to be conscious of what I tweet, regardless if I have a position in it, 
just from a perspective of like, how do I keep this not either pumping or dumping something? And sometimes you have to just be honest and just vocal about it. But like the way that they went about talking about this project just felt dirty. Like there wasn't any, any gain. My big thing was just like, I kept asking why an NFT and it kept saying like to build community. And then this community is 75% of the supply going to a, people who are going to floor it for a 6X, which now your community is pissed off because they're down 6X and stuck with these. But I wanted to pass it back to Banny real quick just because you brought your hand back up. What's going on? Yeah, just to touch back on that point, like they, we've seen this time and time again when a Web2 company tries to come into Web3 without being here for a prolonged period of time. Like Alex said that he wasn't bullish on this like a long time ago. And to his point, he was right. Like we have to let these people be Web3 native, right? Like we, if a Web2 company is coming in, they better have like somebody who's actually legit or they need to be here for at least a year before I'm going to give them the time or day. I think that's, that is going to be the longer term play here. I think this space, even in this current market is showing that yesterday made it so clear that there's a lot of liquidity sitting on the sidelines. We saw the same volume that we had in the Pico bull, but it's like people are trying to be more cautious of where they spend that money. And then we saw the same thing with DGen fat cats. We had like 140 sold day, like 140 K sold day. Like clearly there's still money around. And that to me is like a sign that we are getting a little bit more patient but when you still have garbage that's launching in that same process where people think that they can make money off of even knowing it's going to pump is what we kind of saw yesterday. And until that stops, it's going to be tough to kind of see a difference here. I do think the public outcry is going to lead to a much different approach from how they allocate whitelists moving forward for all projects. But maybe that's just me being optimistic and completely out of touch with reality. I wanted to pass it down to Manny GG. You've had your hand up for a little bit and then we'll pass it around. Yeah, what's up? Um, so... I'm I'm one of the guys from Cardinal Labs. Uh, if you remember, we're the ones that helped you with or helped Bifrost with the uh, freeze authority. Um, but with that same tech, we're able to do these locked whitelists um, for wallets. Um, I only came up here because when some wait, wait, wait. Happen- you're telling me this could have all been resolved almost yes. effortlessly. Yes, we're just never in spaces, and people just don't tag builders. You tag me, we can do it. Um, so obviously, oh, today shit. after everything happened. We support Tom tagged, and I'm like, let me join the space. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm here to tell you this is already possible with our technology. Just, I guess people want to be rugged or something. I, I have no idea, but uh, it just yeah, emphasizes that they were out of touch. Like clearly, yeah, yeah, clearly. And people are aware we have this technology. They just choose not to use it. So I don't know if it was some because I heard too that they had locked up these whitelist spots. Uh, apparently, that wasn't the case, and everyone got dumped on. Um, yeah, we, we, we can definitely fix this. We're in contact with Magic Eden now to see how we can make this possible. But uh, dealing with Magic Eden can be a headache at times. So, um, yeah, it is what it is. We, we do have the tech, though. So if someone wants to make a move, we're, we're here. See, so that's a huge win. It's like this just continues to reiterate the conversation that this community is very open to figuring out resolutions to headaches for the space and is actively listening. Manny, I'm hyped you're up here. I love to hear this type of stuff because this could have all been resolved without even needing any custom code. It sounds like you have it out of the box ready. Is that correct? Well, it's never been a product. No one has used it before. But the to- one of our you know, products, Token Manager, is capable of doing this. Yes. Uh, we actually just got off a meeting maybe an hour ago of someone who wants to do this as well too now. Um, but it, it takes an issue like this or an event like this for then people to come knocking on the door, right? And we're, we're a small team. Um, yeah, we, we're, we're funded or whatever, but we're our heads down building like 24-7. So it's kind of hard to be on these spaces at times. Um, but when there's so many tags, yeah, I feel like we have to come in. No, and I appreciate you pulling up because this is extremely helpful. I didn't even realize that this is like totally possible. I guess my other concern then would be like, what if somebody just sells the, the wallet? If the uh, NFTs are frozen, you do have people even pre like current day selling whitelist spots via wallet allocation. Could that not theoretically happen here as well? Well, you could sell the wallet, but the NFTs won't be able to be sold, right? They're locked for whatever amount of time the project wants it to be locked. Could be 10 minutes, could be 10 days, could be 10 years. I don't know, whatever you guys want. Um, So even selling wallets, like you still wouldn't get dumped on, which is what everyone wants to avoid, right? No, exactly. And that's, you'd have to go OTC. There's more risk. It would at least keep some of that volume off. Uh, I do still think you'd see some OTC stuff like with Yaw, where not quite y'all, but just transfer of the wallet itself. Well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to sell it anyway. You wouldn't be able to do nothing. You you can't do nothing. It'll just sit in the wallet. Um, so yeah, I don't know. No, that's extremely helpful. And I 
love the opinion, love the take on it. And I love that this exists. So, I mean, I'm hyped for whatever project is going to be trying to roll this out. Excited to see how they actually allocate some of this and how it resonates with the community here. I want to pass it over to Solana Sweeper. Haven't heard from you today. What's going on, Sweep? Yeah, I think this, um, obviously, whatever happened earlier with the hack, that's awful. Hopefully everyone's safe. But Shakuda, Rakuda, whatever, is crazy. I mean, I I was super bearish on this company coming here to do a mint. I think that any you know company that's raised VC that's coming to Solana just it seems like at this point they weren't they may not have been able to access capital markets effectively. And they thought that this would be the best opportunity for them to gain some capital and to maybe make some noise on Solana because they have these validators. But I talked to some some of these developers and they said running a validator is not that difficult that you need a million dollars of a you know a raise from the nft community so it's very strange and honestly i was away from my computer but the fact that these guys were able to just dump when they said for the longest time they wouldn't is shameful and i think that the guys that did dump that said they wouldn't know that they were locked up really need to take a hard look at themselves and us as a community need to really call them out and talk about it and see what's going on i think the founder of what is Shakuda should tell us what happened here. I mean, they want to come here and play in our, in our, you know, ecosystem. They basically are the NFT founders, right? These, the founders of the company, they wanted to come and play in the fire. They need to come out here and tell us why they let this happen, what happened here. And uh, now I don't want a team member from them. I want their owner to come out here and the founder, the two founders. And uh, it seems like they're approachable. They should come out here and tell us what happened. Cause this is a debacle. I mean, yeah, this is pretty heinous, bro. Like, yeah, oh, you fifty-five percent. Yeah, you can't you can't say one thing and then do the other thing. It's just ridiculous. I disagree with Manny. <laughs> you know, they weren't forced to mint, etc. You guys drive the hype up so much, and you make it. I mean, literally, NFTs are hot potato, right? You make it so high that everyone has to buy, and then they buy, and then you dump it. It's literally like a it's a meme at this point. Well, Dude, and keep I've in mind, it's not. Sorry, it's it's not the people that minted that were the problem. It's the people that were buying at 12, 13, 14. Those are the ones. Like, yeah, the people that minted at three, it doesn't fucking matter for them. No, and I mean, I actively watched a single wallet dump 100 live. It was like one of the most impressive things to see how incredibly fast they could undercut their own listings. They didn't even use the Magic Eden Mass listing tool. Like, that was the most impressive part was I watched them just manually undercut themselves in a, such an aggressive manner. I don't like, it was crazy. I was so impressed at how well they could also dump on people and hurt their own bags in one fell swing. Frisk, what's going on? Then I want to pass it down to Scotty, Nugget, and uh, Shark. So uh, I love this conversation because it is simultaneously frustrating and hilarious all at once just to look at the actions that are that are being done. Like easy, you said it yourself, watching someone undercut themselves with their own bags. It's just, it's, it's, it's hilarious. Like just watching the process of that happen. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm on a mixed edge here. There's a part of me that's like, no, this is entirely Shikudo's fault. There's no reason this had, there, there, there's so many reasons that to be done. And, and Manny, good to hear from you, bro. It's been a while, but like he said it himself, like this could have very easily been prevented. Uh, like it really wouldn't have taken much to just do a fucking lockup, and then I found out, and then just hearing afterwards that like um that that recruiters decided to go with an honor system. I'm like, what? <laughs> an honor code? That's that's what you guys decided to do in in a blo- in a blockchain ecosystem with not even not like Bryce said, not even VCs with influencers. It's baffling. It's baffling, frustrating. It's annoying, and um. I will say this, and I really don't want to expand on what I'm about to say, but it's it's needed. Um, I think that it, crypto, Bryce says this a lot. Crypto has proven itself to be if like the best use case for it is gambling, and it's what a lot of us do all the time. Every time we mint something, every time we try to flip for it, and so there is the argument of like, you know. Um, don't buy in at those higher prices. And I get that. Obviously, when you have people shilling and advertising for this stuff, it's, it's a bit, you obviously want to be able to get in on the prices. But this whole thing being a game of trying to like flip for more isn't a bad thing until it's the same people who are winning again and again and again. Because at that point, the people aren't going to want to play that game. And I, I, I think maybe people understand where, where I'm trying to go at with this. But 
the bottom line for Recruitos Mints is this is a huge step back from mass adoption. And that's what we're talking about. No that is doing this shit constantly. I will not this kind of fucking ecosystem. If, if this pertains, and it won't always pertain, but it's just, it's an, it's really, really sad thing to see, especially on a day where, like, I think I was saying it, like, how I thought that Tuesday was going to be a huge day for Solana because we had, like, the ETH integration with Magic Eden, and then Recruiters is going to be a big mint, and it ended up being a really bad day looking back on it, but maybe there's lessons to be learned. At least we can walk away with learning something. Yeah, it's pretty damn clear. We're all very outspoken about this. We're pretty pissed about how they rolled it out, and it's clear that the team released a very cookie-cutter response. I was just reading that as well. They don't really own up to uh, what happened. They say that they're going to figure it out. They also made a statement that it wasn't all the all the influencers dumping, only a few of them. It just wasn't good comms, and they probably should have hired a PR team. I did, and I hate to keep cutting in front of these hands, but we got my lovely co-host, Running Man, up. Running Man, how you doing? How's it going, Easy? All right. Um, yeah, I was I was up all night moving things around when when this thing hit. So um, yeah, I didn't have much sleep last night. Um, just going on to Ricudos. I mean, um, everybody. Uh, I don't know if it's naivety, but I, I said last night in Spaces, you know, we we think that they've allocated these spots to people, and you know, they've like dropped the ball. It looks to me like they've minted for ten sol yesterday, um, and, and we sure that. These are individuals that own these own this supply and it isn't actually related to Recudos and they've just held supply back and minted for 10 sol on secondary, is what I'm thinking. Um, it, uh, I mean, I'm not. It, stranger things have been known in crypto. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I mean, it was actually kind of wild to see some of the immediate claims last night on some of the hack. Uh, and I know that it had us all worried, but. Dude, I'm so tired of talking about it. It's so tough. It's like, I'm still, I just want to hear an official statement, bro. Like, I want yeah. Slope to just be like, listen, we screwed up. We'll figure it out. We're going to make it right. And I know that's not going to happen. And it also circles back to like what Frisk is saying. Like, with both of these on what was supposed to be a massive day for Soul, it's just like a mean black eye. Like, we took one round with Tyson and just got popped. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a bad, well, it has been a bad 24 hours. I mean, I'm a, I'm a trader. So I mean, we, we I don't know about you, Easy, but we got stuff in multiple different wallets, and you know, we, obviously not everything's covered by a ledger. So um, I, I've been like pretty much, you know, I've had my stuff frozen, and I've been scared to move it all day, and just been watching to see if I get drained. But um, I think the worst's over with it now. Um, but um, yeah, happy happy to be up here, um, just waking up slowly. <laughs> uh, it is good you're back. Welcome back. We missed you. Appreciate you being up here. I wanted to pass it over to Nugget. Nugget, what's going on? How's it going, Easy? Sorry for being a bit MIA. I was sitting at my new phone, but it didn't entirely go as planned, so now I'm here. Anyways, I'm not happy with how this went. I remember when I was telling people that I'm bearish on this, I got a lot of hate for it. People were telling me that this is going to stay in the double digits and that this is going to moon. And I told them otherwise. I told so many people that the way they are doing whitelist, everyone who's doing the whitelist mint is going to dump and the public's going to get destroyed. Everyone, not everyone, but a majority of the people said I was wrong, and look what happened. And I think this was Frisk saying it earlier, but I, I mean, I would never, no one, no new person wants to see this happen. Because the way that NFTs run, there's always going to be a winner, and it's always going to be the loser. Loser is normally the person who buys from the tops and end up selling for a, a loss. That's how NFTs work. But when you are forcing this to happen by making it so only influencers who are being handed out these whitelist spots are the people who are going to be dumping so hard and taking their profit and forcing everyone who isn't an influencer to practically take profit loss out of something they don't have control over because these influencers couldn't care less. That's where the issue comes in. And that's what I was mad about. And that's what I was saying that I, that's going to happen. And it happens. And now people that were saying that I'm wrong are in total shock. It's not, it's not something that I ever want to see again. I hope this is a lesson learned to any other project trying to copy it. It's not healthy for the ecosystem whatsoever. No, not at all. I do want to kind of call out one thing. It does look like in their Discord, they opened up the opportunity for anybody to reach out for a, uh, a pre-sale allocation. It's just this is tough, man, because like, I don't think that's a good approach at all. Like, If someone wants to buy 40, let them buy it on an open market and try to get more unique holders because we've seen what happens with a low unique holder count. I want to hit a few of these other hands up before I go on a, uh, an angry rant here. Shark, what's happening? What's happening, Easy? Yeah, um, so I think really the, the takeaway here uh, going back to school for a second, when you're learning like economics, they teach you 
a term called homo economicus, which is when you're making uh, models based on rational people. It's the assumption that a rational person who pursues wealth will always do it, act in their own self-interest. Meaning we could get on a spaces every week, talk about influencers dumping, but you have to just assume that anyone in crypto is here to make money and they're going to do whatever they are going to do in their own best self-interest to make money here. And uh, yeah, like it, that excuse doesn't really work anymore. Like, yeah, people, influencers should be expected to dump. Like that should be the assumption that the more allocation to influencers, they're just going to dump. You'll live a lot uh, cleaner that way as far as you won't get burned. And yeah, the, the you should assume that every single person is going to act in their own self-interest and you will be their extra liquidity if they fool you. And yeah, it's unfortunate that like every week I kind of have to say that I feel like because there's, you know, people just getting tricked by influence or whatever. But if anything, take away Recruto. If you lost money, just understand that like, uh, you know, this is the Wild West to a certain extent and people are going to do whatever is in their own self-interest. Even if that means dumping a hundred on yourself and undercutting it because you need liquidity or you, you want to dump, but yeah, I think it's just a a safe assumption to assume that people are bad actors here and are doing stuff for their own self interest and don't get fooled uh, by influencers promoting shit. No, and I actually just had somebody send me the Shakudo NFT purchase terms and conditions. I have no idea how they got that. I'm looking through it right now. There's no mention of a lockup period, so it's kind of reinforced even more so here that this was all just like a handshake. There was no actual terms, it appears, for any of these. And I don't know if all of them were different, but the one I'm taking a look at has no mention of lockup terms. Yeah, so I mean, easy just to jump in there too. Uh, talking about lockups is a joke, right? Unless it's a smart contract lock where you could verify yeah, on code. Like, this is a trustless, permissionless world. And yeah, it, like if anything's minting in the future says it's lockup, you, you say, show me the code, show me the contract on chain, or it's all bullshit because... It, it lockups not only as good as how enforceable it is. And, uh, you know, when you're dealing with anonymous people in anonymous transactions, like it, it's just not likely that any lockup will be enforced if it's not on chain. Yeah. And the other thing from this is like this purchaser agreement makes no mention of their entire pyramid scheme for referrals. So this just keeps making me have more and more questions, uh, which is probably not a good thing considering that this floor price is still dropping and I'm still holding five. I'm just nervous now, man. Like, my bags are bleeding. I'm scared. I don't know what to think. Uh, Morpheus, what's going on? You there? Guess not. Matt, what's going on? Easy, you there? Can you hear me? I can, in fact. Nice talking to you, Easy. Thanks for having me on. First time speaker on here on your show. Uh, this Recudos. I listen to your show a lot. I was listening to you, everybody, on Monday. And, I mean, you were saying you yourself were saying how you were just going to flip it, you know, sell and burn and go. <laughs> and that's, I don't know why everybody's all freaked out. It kind of, it played out exactly the way from listening to your show and most of the guys on here, that's exactly what's going to happen. And we're kind of, everybody's up in a tussle about it. And just to build on Frisk, what Frisk was saying with like new, new people and new, they see this and, you know, and you're even on PO's show this morning, you know, the ETH guys, they're just afraid of that, that quick, fast thing. So, I'd like to see maybe you or some other guys do some some shows or some time spent on maybe some projects that they're bullish on long term that ETH guys won't be so afraid of that some of my family and friends you can you know kind of you know watch it they can watch it for a time because these quick flip ones I mean it's fun You've but you got to be active no you're you're 100 right and that's kind of the, the edge that the ETH side has so I appreciate you bringing that up and kind of calling it out I think there's a massive space for more conversations on some of the longer term holds and things that there are more conviction in because that's where the real value derives from. I do also appreciate you kind of calling out on Monday. I did mention I wanted to flip this. My thesis on Monday still was that I had the belief 5,500 of these would be locked up for more than 48 hours. And that was why it was like a supply squeeze trade looking at 50% of that supply does it a little bit different with the psychological number because 10K are still minted. So that listing counts very low. And that was kind of what I was hoping to play into. And right now, man, I'm just stuck uh, holding the bags. It's a lot of fun. Don't know how to, how to kind of feel about it. And I am kind of angry just the way that this, uh, these terms are written, especially some of the things that were said in AMAs and other, other settings. Well, yeah, one thought that I heard, I, I mean, I heard one of the guests, I can't remember who it was, but they said, man, I'm, I got whitelist. And as soon as the thing hits double digits, I'm done, I'm out. And <laughs> when I hear that a lot of times, I'm like, well, I don't have, I'm not as, as trading as you guys are sitting at the computer all day. I got a lot going on. 
but it's like you know when you hear that it's like okay this is a quick flip that's probably not my project i'll hang out and see what happens on the sideline but it, you know i'm just saying like we're always looking for the ecosystem we're looking for new money new new guys to come in new stuff and i think we kind of maxed out a lot on the quick flip guys that are, we just want to turn and burn and we're, we're the new money might be from some guys that are looking for a little bit more long-term projects that are you know kind of fun to see build and the slow growth that's just my two cents. No, it's great, bro. It's it, I completely agree with that. Like it's it's nice to kind of figure out some of these spots, and I think everyone on stage probably has those long term convictions that they they do have hands in and bags in. If you got, if you got, if you got time, you want to hear a story about me and you? I listened to you back. Oh, it was back in the beginning of the year, and you were talking about sea shanties and all these things. And I got into NFTs. I had my first NFT I bought was Basis Markets. And Damn, good one. I had, I held onto that and then I then I turned that in like two months for like a hundred I mean like a hundred and sixty soul on that and then I was like, Well, this is kind of a cool market and then started watching you and started flipping what you were flipping with like remnants and sea shanties and stuff like that. I was having super fun. You did one thing I didn't do though, and that was hold the D God when I called those out at eight soul. I had four. You told you told me to buy them. I had four. Whoa, 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 whoa. I've told nobody to buy anything. It's just my opinion. It's just I my know. personal take. Never financial advice. I'm glad you did your own research. NFA, that's what I say. NFA. Thank you. So, but yeah, I held on to one. I'm stoked I did, but I flipped the other ones. But yeah, man. So that's 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 just just from listening to you and going on what you got you got going on. So I appreciate it. I just like to see a little more long term, maybe look at some of the this market. is helpful bro i've been looking to figure out ways to make some more content stuff and i'm you know i'm gonna take the feedback this is awesome man i'm hyped you hit you hit on my bangers because my paper hands dumped those as quickly as i could per usual and most of them man they, they shaped up nicely so i'm hyped to hear that uh some of those plays worked out panned out and i appreciate you supporting the show appreciate you supporting the nifty youtube i want to pass it to a few of these other hands man matt you're the greatest shark what's going on Oh, not much. Just chilling. I just wanted to comment quickly saying that uh, like Recruta was an interesting case where it's a super legit company as far as what they're building. You know, they built the node for D-Gods, for SMB, a few other top collections involved with a lot of big clients in Web3 and uh, Web2 space. You know, I was doubtful about the official partnership in the video, but I did some digging. It does mention them on the website, but I think this like the lesson to learn here is that the NFT collection does not equal the value of the company per se. Really, it's almost a separate collection in relation to the company as far as you don't have any direct exposure to, you know, the company's revenue per se or something like that, where they do have like this referral kind of pyramid type uh, action going on. But uh, yeah, I think it's like just something to be thoughtful of, especially as more established uh, companies kind of try to enter the space is really how is the NFT specifically tied to the company in general, or is it just kind of a subset way for them to raise capital if they can't access, you know, traditional capital markets and, you know, they're not diluting themselves by, you know, doing an NFT raise. So I would expect to see some more kind of recruiter like mints coming up. Yeah. I hope they just don't roll it out the same way. I would like to see more of these like tech plays softwares as a service and some things that seem like they're a little bit more thought out and have a runway even before the nft but figure out a way to actually implement the nft so that there's a media i don't want to know if i want to call it value but it's an immediate use case for it like that question why an nft is always the one that i try to think about and try to figure out that that reason behind it and that usually leads to me buying into something personally because it feels like there's more substance than just the jpeg so we'll see. I do think that it was great to hear from Manny about some of the Cardinal Lab stuff and hearing that other projects are trying to do this vest and lockup. So I did want to pass it back to Manny and then right over to Running Man. Manny, what's going on? Yeah, so uh, responding to you a little bit because you said um, you weren't, I mean, obviously they weren't locked. Uh, we kind of knew that in-house because uh, we had heard about this mint prior. Um, and unless they had forked or, or somehow used our SDK, like I don't, I don't know how they would have done this I, I, from what we know nobody else is capable right um the bifrost one you saw is it was us working with them we we gave it to them right so um and that was just a freeze authority so nobody's able to sell until a certain time but uh eventually you just unlock that they could all sell for this one it's a complete lock so like you, you can't do anything um and and i wouldn't say it's extremely difficult but it does take time to build right like i i think the company just raised pretty much on this innovation which out of this token manager, we can do anything from tickets. Like if you went to NFT NYC, we did the D Gods event. Uh, 
from rentals. There's a rental marketplace using this. Like it just stems from the same token manager, right? But uh, when we heard, oh yeah, locked, all the 5,000 are locked or whatever, we almost called bullshit right right the second we saw it. Um, so it was just unfortunate. I, I wish we were, I, I think I'll make it my mission to be more involved and more vocal about these things, especially on spaces. Um, cause, cause there was a, there was a world where we could have avoided most of this, uh, at least the dumping. Um, so yeah. Um, I mean, bro, you've lined it up. There's a hundred percent a way to just lock these up for an extended period of time. Like that's the hardest yeah, part. Yeah, here. yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I would have done it. I would have loved to do this before yesterday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like no, 100%. take an event like this for, for that to happen. But, um, I, I know there are messages coming in to my DMS. I'll leave it open for a little bit, but, but I'll close it I, I'm down to help or answer any questions you guys have. Nah, man, you're a real one. I appreciate that a ton. There's a lot of, a lot of questions I'm sure that we're going to play into this. And I think just the sentiment alone is going to lead to a change here on future projects. I do like the freeze authority. I mean, I've really come around to it. I had played some pixel game that used it for like achievements. And I thought that was one really cool way. This, this kind of VC and private round or seed investment with a lockup and a cliff period is making more sense here for another utility or value add from it. I think we're going to start to see a lot more of the freeze authority and I wouldn't be bad about it in select situations. So I'm glad to hear that it is being kind of leveraged and other projects are considering it. Hoping for that change. Running man, what's going on? I know we got about 10 minutes left here. Hype to hear what you got. And then I want to pass it around for what people might be looking at. If anyone's making any trades here, bag holding anything, what they got. Well, I can merge into that. Um, I mean, basically what I was going to say is as well, from a trading perspective, you know, we had, we had you know, we was live on the show. We had Ricudo's trading. The opportunities sometimes come from elsewhere in the market. So when you've got eyes on a project, there's actually a lot, a lot of stuff going under the radar. Um, that is actually the opportunity rather than what everybody's looking at. I mean, I called a. We were talking Ricudo. I was on the show. I called a play art um, towards the end of that show the other night. That was under free sol at the time, sitting at eight point five at the moment. Um, and you know, I think I think when you talk about content, like you was talking um, with Matt earlier. You know, I think you can always rely on, you know, us, us at Solana made it easy to actually pick the, you know, put our money where our mouth is and actually like talk players and I'm actually going to actually going to move <laughs> rather than, you know, dumping on people's head. We're actually calling these on actually before they've even like moved. Um, so, yeah, um, that's just basically what I want to say in terms of trading and um, looking at these art projects and looking at, you know, looking at the across the whole of Solana for opportunities elsewhere. Yeah, I think there's a lot more opportunity here, like you said. And it's also one thing that I want to continue to emphasize with this space and this show is like we are looking for opportunities to buy and sell. And I always talk about my, my losses, my wins, trying to make it as transparent as possible. And it's kind of what I hope more people do. I'm excited to continue to hear for the rest of today's show what people might be getting into. Manny, what's the bags looking like? Dude, I got these tile oils that are not moving, dude. So I just delisted them. I'm over it. Uh, but to Running Man's point, dude, those vending machines that we called out the other day in the Nifty Discord, dude, those are pumping, dude. Yeah, they're I like nines. What are these? And Running Man, I don't know if you have more on that, Manny. Could you, expl- <laughs> could you explain these? Because I completely yeah. passed over this. I yeah, think I yeah, actually bought and sold for a loss. You thought I was pumping my bag, man. I'm trying to give you alpha here, man. I'm trying to give you the, I'm trying to give you the next soul crash. And I'm trying to flip it for 0.6, you know what I mean? Yeah, so basically these vending machines, I'm like DJ and coin flip, except they sit, they, they'm actually, they actually, like lit, actually get, put them in, in projects, discords, or a collab. So basically you've got DJ and coin flip, you know, in, inside a projects discord. Um, people can actually like you know 50-50 on them and also as well they get NFTs as well as like um, extra prizes and you know obviously there's a rake system where the project takes are cut and you know there's holders rewards which I'm just coming in I think I'm going to be significant I think these these do stand a chance that they could be the next soul crash because you've basically got DJ and coin flip inside the discord without our people having to venture out into like a web you know to, into websites to actually use these um, it, it, it includes the project involved. It includes holders and includes, um, you know, light reapers as well. Um, I'm out full with these. I mean, I tried, you know, I did. I did mention I like the model. Yes, they were sitting under under free salt when Ricudo was minted. You know, I bagged up heavy on these. I'm sitting at eight at the moment, and revenue share. It's a damn just, swing. Yeah, <laughs> revenue share hasn't even started on these yet. So um, I like the model, but it's, you know, I mean, it's it's it's, it's irrelevant really. It's about. You know what I was trying to say earlier. Everybody's focused on Rakudos, and the plays sometimes come from elsewhere. And um, it's what you know. Th- things fly under the radar, and you know, under, under all the hype, 
something launches, that's an absolute moonshot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as I say, we'll always, you know, on, on this space, I'll always try to, and I think everybody up here will always try to call plays before they've moved. Rather than you know you know people people you know orchestrated plays and then just dumping on people's heads you know we we, we want to try and try and create value here um so that's just basically what yeah, I like the call here I like the analysis I do think that there's an opportunity for it in discords I'm not sure like the legalities of gambling in a discord but shit dude it's the wild west so yeah it's the point, wild west see how it plays yeah, out yeah I've just I've just learned to tap my gloves off on this easy um you know if if if, if we're gonna run up to if we're gonna run up to two hundred we gotta take the gloves off I think <laughs> yeah <laughs> something that's one of those things for sure <laughs> I wanted to pass it over to Frisk Frisk what's going on so the most important alpha of today is that Pixelmon updated their fucking art bags my fuck they haven't moved one bit easy not even slightly. But my you know bags. what? My, my <laughs> I'm I'm in so much pain, but I'm gonna take this as a win. I don't care. I I I did not expect this. I'm surprised. I know this is I know this is a lot of conversation, but I gotta celebrate just a little bit. Like this is this is impressive. It still it still looks decent. Like it doesn't look like the best or whatever. But I they have did four something. unhatched eggs still in a hidden <laughs> folder because dude, they just give me like PTSD when I look at them. Like Soul was or Eats was three grand at the time, and I bought them pretty damn high in the Dutch auction. Oh, dude, I did the same thing. I don't even want to, like, it hurts to think about, but, like, uh, if if this new art doesn't move it, I don't know what's going to help anymore. I just, I don't know. I don't, I, anyways. I love the call out, though, bro. Well, what, what you got? It's, 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 it's bad for me as well, because every every time somebody from me comes flooding in soul trades, I usually tag him in a, in a picture of Keith from Pixelmon. Um, so um, they, have, they, have, they have upgraded the art on Keith. Um, the the green god. Kevin, that's Keith. it. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> yeah, Kevin. Yeah, so I, I've heard Kevin stay in the same. His floor price is chilling right still at like two. Those things are going for seven. This is all ETH. Let's get back to that sweet Solana Alpha real quick. I want to pass that's it over to Griff so before we kind of wrap it up here. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, yeah, in regards to Rakuto, so, you know, their whole uh, business model is built on referrals and whatnot. And, um, you know, the rep their reputation is arguably damaged now. Uh, I mean, I think that would have a pretty big effect on their future business, you know, through referrals and whatnot. Um, so they started off on the wrong foot. I mean, do you guys think they can turn around? I've been bearish on them since the beginning, and now I'm double bearish. I'd short them if I could, but um, curious if you guys think they can turn it around. They'll need some big catalyst to kind of turn this around. Like the, the FUD right now is not best for sure. And like I said, it, I'm a holder. We're still watching the floor dump down to 6.66 here from 699 at the start of this. So that's not looking pretty. They got to do something. I think even an announcement may help, but who knows at this point. I want to pass it over to Bryce. Bryce, what's going on? I just want to take a second and uh, wish happy birthday to Solana Monkey Business. Uh, I can't believe it's been Needed. a year. Uh, it was my third mint on Solana after Soulpunks and Solarian. So to see that one of those three projects is still holding up well is awesome. Um, they've been a big contributor to the space. I'm just fucking stoked to see where they go once they finish buying out the devs. So happy birthday, SMBs. Man, on that note, we got to rock out with the SMBs. Shout out to one year and happy birthday to the OGs in the space. Oh, what well, many call the punks of Solana. Thank you for tuning in to Solana Made Easy. 